Welcome to Teed Up with Coach G, formerly the Two Idiots Talking Sports podcast. We took the last two years to rebrand and re-image to come back with basically the exact same podcast. Uh, I had a kid. My life has been nuts. But sports are back. There's been a pandemic. I haven't been out of my house in forever, so I'm looking for some stuff to do. So we're bringing the podcast back. Uh, We're joined today by my boy and go-to guest, Big Drew. We're going to recap the 2020 NBA uh, NBA draft. And I apologize for the lack of intro music. My boy Grayson has been working on one. He promised me one nine months ago, but tired of waiting. We got too many hot sports takes to put out there. So without further ado, this is the 2020 NBA draft recap. Uh, We're hoping to kind of do this on a weekly basis. Hopefully, we'll see how life permits it. But look for us on a weekly basis to be dropping podcasts about sports and pop culture and anything else going on in the world. So I hope you enjoy it. And I know we had fun doing it. So I guess the first ever teed up with Coach G. Here we go. All right. We welcome to the podcast reoccurring guest. Slash co-host, slash everything. Slash number one stunner. Doughboy extraordinaire, restaurateur, slash sports junkie. Big Drew. Welcome back, Big Drew. What up, Alex? Miss you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm, uh, you know, surviving. <laughs> what I'd say is taking a hiatus from this for a while as I focus on my family, but now it's time to jump back in, dog. We back, we back, we back. So uh, I'm bringing you on, Big Drew. The NBA draft was last night, and I want to go through and talk about picks, talk about stuff we liked, little lightning round at the end of all the buzz that's happened, trades so far, trades that might happen. Uh, First question, did you actually watch the draft last night? I did watch the entire uh, first round. As you know, I you know I live in the bagel world, so I get up very early. So I typically go to bed at like nine nine thirty. Uh, and I said I'm going to stay up until the thirtieth pick. I'm a Celtics fan. I wanted to watch you know their three first round picks, and of course they traded the thirtieth pick. So I stayed up to watch them trade the thirtieth pick. Um, but I did watch it all. Lots of COVID, not friendly gatherings. Yeah, I know, so dude. I, we'll see how that goes down. I was texting my buddies every time. I'd be like, oh, I don't know about this. Like Anthony Edwards, nobody was wearing a face mask. I'm like, is that good? Or just like super crowded rooms. I'm like, oh, is that good? Oh, so, I mean, the LaMelo ball hangout, like granted his parents wearing masks, but I, I think there was 80 people in that room. Yeah. I was like, oh, What did you think about? They did this last year, too. ESPN seemingly going out of its way to make every prospect cry. Oh, I mean, it's insane. Like, I get that people have hardship, but, like, it's the greatest day of their lives. It's a happy time. Like, can we just focus on the happy? It's like, let's keep the vibrations up. There's enough heinous stuff going on in the world. Like, I get it that sometimes you want to make an ode to somebody's parent or brother, but, like, we don't need to dig for the sob story. It's, it's a happy day. It's, it's chaos. I hate it. Yeah, and, you know, I love the organic, like, oh, they're picked, they're overwhelmed with emotion. But it's like they're yeah. super happy, and then the reporter comes on, she's like, so your brother died three years ago. Tell me about that. It's like, can't we just I talk know. about, like, hey, like, you just got picked. How do you feel? Is this exciting? Totally. Like, you excited to go to Denver? Yeah. Tell it's us like, about that. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, oh, I noticed your mom passed away when you were 14. 
Let's talk. It's like, how is that their first question? Why? Why are they? Like, it must be. That? I mean, they must have some sort of statistical evidence to show that that helps with ratings. But I don't get it, and I don't really like it. And I wish they would move away from that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I think we're on the same page. Twitter was like kind of going back and forth on it as well. Twitter, by the way, which I'm fully addicted to. I had to get off Twitter because I hate when the picks are tipped before they come in. Like, I like seeing it on TV. Is that weird? Or are you following it on Twitter as well? I don't even have Twitter. Wow. Uh, I'm actually trying to get rid of my phone altogether. I, social media is literally the death of me. Um, so I was surprised by every trade and every pick, and I did it the old school. Way. I don't believe like you because like, you're, like you're on IG heavy. There's no way you're giving up Instagram. Zero. It's and for true. you, it's like a marketing it's tool. You're giving, it's a marketing tool for you. You need it. I no longer run the business Instagrams, so boom. I uh, told my wife I wanted to get rid of Instagram, and she was not happy about it, so I'm still on Instagram. But Twitter, I, I, I'm, I'm here for Twitter. I'm like not an ambassador, but I love Twitter. Uh, I, I have too much screen time on my phone. I, I got to figure something out. Yes. It, it can't be good for my, my mental health to be looking at the screen this much. Well, on that positive note, let's segue into the draft. Uh, all right. So, with the first pick, I think we'll just go through and then just tell me what you think. I got my own thoughts as well. Timberwolves. Okay. Took Anthony Edwards. We already talked about his non. We won't do this for every pick, but his non-COVID friendly party. What do you think about uh, Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, athletic kid, physically gifted, might not love the game, doesn't have that burning desire. He gives me shades of Andrew Wiggins. I'm calling bust. He'll be in the NBA for 10 to 15 years, but always as a role player. Will never reach his full potential. And it's Timberwolves 2.0, Andrew Wiggins time. The, we're, like, so you're buy, I'm buying it too. It felt so, the timing of it, it becomes such a big story yesterday that he like would rather play football and he doesn't really love basketball. I'm like, has this been out there? Is this just like coming up? Why is this coming up now? Well, so for me, it's not even about that. It's about when you watch him play, like, you know, the, the knock on him is that he wouldn't go to the rack enough. Like, he's yeah. pulling up and he's so happy to shoot. And, like, to me, that, like, shows a killer instinct, right? It's like when you need a bucket, if you're a dog, if you're Jimmy Butler, you're going to the rack. Um, and if you're Andrew Wiggins, you're happy to shoot that mid-range jumper because, meh, I don't really have that killer instinct. And I just think Anthony Edwards... Who's is? I don't have that killer instinct. Yeah, I mean he's super gifted, like super talented. You know he has a step back. He could jump out of the gym. He can get to the rim. He like my thing was they they always held him back out of like Team USA camps and stuff like that. Like they didn't want to. I don't want to say expose him, but he was like this pristine prospect, and they didn't want to do anything to challenge that. And I hate that. Yeah. It's like don't you want like the best competition? It's like. He's kind of put up a little bit on a pedestal because he didn't like put himself out there in really challenging situations. Yeah, I mean, he, he did ran, go to Georgia, even though you know, even though I'm a Biden guy, he ran the, the Biden playbook. Yeah. you know, hide in the hide in the basement and, and win the election and win the draft. So my question, uh, my question for you is: Is this a good situation he's going into or a terrible situation? Because it feels terrible. like it's one or the terrible. other. Terrible. They've got terrible. they got Carl Anthony Towns. They just got Russell. It's like in theory, they got young guys that are like stars or budding stars in theory that could take some of the no, pressure off them? stink again. They will stink again. Cat will do the superstar thing where even though he's the superstar and they're building around him, he's going to say he's not happy. He'll force his way out. It, it'll be chaos and they'll stink for the next five years. So I'm saying 
uh, bad situation, and D'Angelo is a high spot. That, that guy passes less than me. He just dribble, 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 shoot. Um, so I don't see this as a yeah. great situation. Although, may, who knows? Maybe Ricky Rubio comes in there and puts some of that. I don't know. I like Rubio. It. I like Rubio. I don't know if he's their, the guy uh, to like be the veteran leadership voice. He's a good player, but... I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't given up on Cat. I, the, I, the Knicks are circling on Carl Anthony Towns, and I'm okay oh, with that. Oh, Lord. Uh, I agree with you with D-Lo, though. All right, moving on. Warriors. Uh, James Wiseman, number two. I have no idea what this guy's game's like. I've heard he's soft. He played one game at Memphis. Uh, but they've seemingly needed a center since Bogut left, and this guy potentially could be a superstar. So... What do you think? I mean, the Warriors. Like, yeah, I mean, similar take. What he played a game. I've seen a couple clips. Um, I did, you know, on the the one minute interview he did. I did sort of get a good sense of his character and that he, he had a big chip on his shoulder and something to prove, which is which is always a good thing. Um, you know, I've read that like you know it, the game doesn't like it doesn't come super naturally to him. Some of the, his decisions and court reads come uh, seem a little forced. Um, but if there is a situation where, like, you're going to get sort of, you know, forced to figure out how to read the game and swing the ball and play in motion, it is Golden State. So I actually think it's a pretty good situation oh, for it's him. A great, it's a great situation for him. Like, I mean, um, really for any prospect to step in there, unless you're like a guard. But, like, as a big, he could just run the rim and, like, defend defend the rim. And, you know, they've had JaVale there. They've had... Bogut in those years, it's like they've always had these like okay bigs, like not great. This guy could step in and be like an optimal big. I just have no, I have no idea what to expect. I thought it was a great pick, yeah. but I have no idea what to expect. I, I think it was the right pick, but you know, I you know this this draft was not. There was no super duper stars, and I think he probably has the highest upside of the top three. Eh, maybe uh, Lamelo. I but, mean, um, if the other two guards put it together, like in theory, Edwards, and we'll talk about Ball next, but like. I don't know. Wiseman could be a monster too. So I, I, I just don't know. I, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I don't know what to believe with all the trade rumors. They were like almost traded for this, for that. I don't know what was actually. Yeah, we'll, let's, we'll see what comes back with Clay's MRI. Yeah, well, that's going to come up later for sure. Um, Hornets get LaMelo Ball. I'm not sure what to make of him. He's a good passer and he's long and big as hell for a guard, but seemingly can't shoot, seemingly uh, can't defend at all. And. Has been. I hate guy like Edwards is kind of like this. I want like gym rats. I want guys that are gonna like yeah. bust their ass and have worked really hard to get to the point. I'm sure Lamelo's worked really hard, but like he's the golden boy. They literally called him the yeah. golden child in his own family. So I'm so happy the Knicks didn't get this guy. I, I, like there was rumor the Knicks were gonna trade up for him. Whatever. I'm super happy that he's not on the Knicks. That- yeah, I'm calling full blown bust here. Um, I totally agree. You want, like, the John Morant, like, they had to scrap and, and, you know, scrape for everything. And he's basically been a celebrity since he was 14. Um, and, and honestly, I hate his game. I hate his shot. I think everything he does is sloppy and loose, and that works when you're in high school. And it didn't even work that well in the Australian League. Um, I think he's developed horrific habits, um, sort of being a shoot-first, you know, not, not even shoot first, but just like, I'm going to do everything and sort of be a crazy person on the court. I don't think Charlotte's like a great situation for him. Like, who's he learning from there? 
Oh, um, I'll say for I Charlotte. I'll say for Charlotte. I don't hate the pick though. Like, because if he puts no, it together, they have to swing for the fences. They yeah. they have one of the worst ros- rosters yeah. with zero sort of hope in the NBA. They had to do it, um, but unfortunately, I I put it at like five percent chance it works out. I I just think huge bust. And if you look at his brother, he came in with even more you know more hype. He was he, a higher draft pick, and he's been pretty bad. They say, um, I heard you know, last night that Le, uh, Lonzo is a better shooter coming in, and the whole knock on Lonzo is like he can't shoot. It's a make or miss league, and if you can't shoot and you're a playmaking guard, like what? Is, what is your upside? Yeah, Michael Carter Williams. That's my prediction for him. Exactly. So I, I'm not a fan. Uh, number four, the first shock of the draft, Patrick Williams to the Bulls. All I wrote down was what the fuck. Um, this is a guy like there was a lot. He was like a late surger. Perimeter, you know, three and D kind of guy, big body, like feels like he has an NBA body, but he felt like a guy that should go to a good team to guard like good perimeter, big wings, like a Western Conference team that needs someone to guard LeBron or whatever. I don't know what the Bulls are going to do with him. And quite frankly, yeah, I would have taken a Cora. There's other guys I would have taken over if they wanted perimeter defense. So I, I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he showed enough offense and enough shooting for them to say hey this guy can turn into an offensive weapon as well i mean the body is perfect for this nba it's sort of like how you draw up the perfect body um and i think they were just thinking like you know this is this is an upside swing and you know we don't need a center or something to fill the gaps we need like an upside swing and i think that's exactly what this was and it's almost you know comparable to the lamello lamello ball pick in that like it's a big swing, and maybe he turns out to be the best player in the draft, and maybe he's out of the league in four years. Um, and so, I mean, I didn't hate the pick because, again, it's like the next ten guys are all sort of similar. Like, there's very safe picks, but then there's like a few guys with big upside, and I think he was a big upside guy. So, well, take the swing. And the and to the Bulls, I wouldn't have done the pick, but to the Bulls' credit, they don't really have a lot of wings. They got a you know yeah. they got young bigs and Carter, and I I still love. Markinen. Like I want the I wanted the Knicks to go after him. I've heard he's untouchable, but I I, I still like Markinen a lot. And they got Otto Porter for one more year with a ridiculous contract. But after that, Porter will be gone and they don't really have anyone to take his place at the three. So I get it, but it seemed like a reach. Uh, all right, let's not spend too much time on that. Uh Cleveland Cavs took Isaac Okoro, who I actually like at the beginning of the when the lottery happened, I was like, Oh, I don't want the Knicks to get him. He can't shoot. I don't want guys that can't shoot. Everything I've read about this kid, besides the fact that he can't shoot, is incredible. He's like coach's mm-hmm. dream, super high motor, elite perimeter defender, will do everything well. He just can't shoot right now. And so I don't know what his ceiling is. Like if he doesn't develop a shot, like what is your ceiling in this league? But I kind of love everything else about this guy. I kind of talked myself into him as the whole draft process played out. And the calf stinks, so – yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton to add to that. Uh, again, make or miss league, though, and if you can't develop a jumper, no, I, yeah. um, that could spell trouble and what a heinous situation and uh, rooting for him. I, I did like him and his family, though. Good interview. Yeah, dude, and he, like, you know, what you read about him is, like, as a freshman, his IQ is off the charts. He was the hardest-working guy on the team. He could guard one through five. Like, if he could get any offensive game, he could be awesome. 
Like if he yeah. like get to the rim and like be a serviceable three point shooter, he could be a really really good player. But yeah, so I like the pick. I thought you know I hate the Cavs roster, but I I like Okoro. And at the beginning of this, I hated him, and then I talked myself into it. Number six, Atlanta Hawks take. I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but a Kongwu, the big from USC, who a lot of Wizards fans wanted, rim running, two way big, could shoot a mid range jumper. This guy, some people think he's the best big in the draft because Wiseman is such an enigma, question mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only question is, first of all, I thought Atlanta was going to trade this pick. You know, they have a bunch of young guys. They have a million wings. They have Trey Young, who I think is, like, drastically, drastically, drastically overrated. Um, and then they have Collins and Capella. So I don't know who should, they should have taken over. I guess it's like that. He fills in their three-man big rotation. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't totally get it. I think they, you know, probably just thought he was the most talented guy left on the board. And when you suck and miss the playoffs, you're just like drafting pedigree and sort of upside. I guess is how they were doing it. Um, I don't know. A year ago, I guess I would have made more fun of this pick. But after watching NBA Finals, where you clearly need just like a freak big man to to compete for at least the next couple of years. I guess I sort of can understand the thought process, but yeah, it doesn't totally, um, I don't know. It doesn't fit with them. I guess if you believe in Trey young, like they do, I guess you're building around him and you need big men to, to sort of fill in for him defensively. So I, I would have taken um, Halliburton here without thing, like without even thinking I would have taken Halliburton because yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're that's tra- a better fit. Trey young is ball dominant, but like, Halliburton could play on and off the ball. He could defend, which Trey Young can't defend at all. At mm-hmm. all. I can't stand all the, like, how propped up Trey Young. And offensively, he's awesome. But, like, he is so bad defensively that nobody talks about it. Or, like, like yeah, to report like, and everyone's like on his job. me in high school. I averaged 20 points a game because I got to shoot all the shots. Yeah. It's like, yeah, his numbers are crazy because he gets to shoot all the shots. Like, you know, don't forget that Tyreek Evans averaged almost 20 as rookie year and won yeah. rookie of the year because he got to shoot all the shots. So, it's like, sometimes those stats can be a little misleading. And like, he, obviously, he's very talented, but, yeah, I totally agree on the overrated. They have to make a decision with John Collins this year or next. I mean, he's he's due for a big contract. I like him. They, they just traded for Capella. I think Okongwu is a good, could be a good player from what I've heard, but I don't know. I just yeah, I don't I, I thought they should have traded it for a veteran. I don't know what maybe, I'm sure they tried. Uh, all right, number seven, Pistons, who we don't need to talk about really at all. They were very active on draft day. They got Killian Hayes, who some people love. Um, he could be great. It's a long play. I don't expect him to be good this year. And the Pistons are terrible and in the middle of this super long rebuild. And this was kind of the perfect pick for them because. They're not going anywhere, and they might as well take the guy that has this super high ceiling, but is going to take three to four years to get there. Yeah, I, uh, you know, watching his clips, he reminded me of a little Ginobili, where he's not a freak athlete, but he's long, he's crafty. You know, his, you know, some of his movements are a little quirky to throw people off. So, um, I agree, Pistons stink, and uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I like the pick, and I, I actually think he could be a pretty good NBA player. Yeah, I mean, apparently he's amazing in the pick and roll. So him and Blake Griffin, if they keep Blake Griffin, could be fun pick and rolls. Um, and he has a step back three, which is always kind of exciting. But I'm glad he went Get to the Pistons. A lot of Nick's Twitter wanted Killian Hayes, and I'm like, I just well, let's we'll talk. Knicks are up next, so we'll talk about that. 
Yeah, all right. I mute myself for the next like five minutes while you yes, freak probably. out about. Yeah. All right. Okay. So number eight, Knicks take Obi Toppin. I love the pick. I went into this draft, Drew. I'm like Halliburton or Obi Toppin or bust. I didn't care about really any. Other. I'm sure there's other good players. That's all I want. I wanted one of those two guys. I'm a little worried we'll regret not taking Halliburton because I absolutely love him. But Obi Toppin is Amari with a three ball. He shoots 40% from three. He's going to windmill dunk on everyone. He's going to just step in and be a contributor immediately, which the Knicks need. They have all these like teenagers and 20-year-olds. Knicks fans wanted Hayes. I'm like, Hayes is like this 18-year-old project. Yeah. And the Knicks can't develop anyone. And they have new coaching staff. Uh, obviously, you have to hope that will change, but they have no track record of developing talent. So why do we want to take a total project 19, 18-year-old? Let's take the 22-year-old adult who could step on the court right now and make an immediate contribution and literally like set MSG ablaze. He's going to be the most exciting rookie, and I'm positive. There's not another rookie. LaMelo's going to have a bunch of nice passes. Nobody is going to have more highlights this year than Toppin, and nobody's going to have more Instagram clickbait and all that stuff. And does that mean it's a good pick? No, but quite frankly... I had less fun watching this Knicks team last year than I have in the last 15, which is really saying something. And I could totally get behind an offense of R.J. Barrett in in year two and topping, like, stepping out and hitting threes and windmill dunking in transition and Mitchell Robinson catching lops. Am yeah, I? everybody's saying Amare. Um, what I've been thinking is Blake and Blake's first year of full-time play after he was entered his rookie year where he was just dunking all over people but also was showing that his game was going to be a little more versatile and that he could shoot. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I think he could be a star, and I like that he's a little older. And, you know, Thibodeau is a, a nightmare, so having an adult who, you know, has been through – you know, the rigors of college and didn't come in some highly touted recruit and had to sort of earn everything. Yeah, and he's a hard a worker. Fit with him. Yeah, so I think it'll be a better fit with, with Crazy Tom. Um, Crazy. But you heard it here first. Uh, first year Blake, not Amari. I like that. I mean, he could shoot, and, and Blake is like a good shooter now. But exactly. I love that he could step out and hit the, hit the three ball. He's a pretty good passer out of the post. And he's a late bloomer. He's a hard worker. Like this is like the opposite of Lamella. Like this kid is going to grind. And when he like fell, you know, we kind of opened this podcast with like, oh, guys crying stuff like that, which I'm fine with. But his emotion was just like raw. It's like I'm from New York, and there was a lot of guys that were like this. I just love this kid immediately. Yes, he is maybe the worst defender in the draft, and that's a big red flag. But. Nobody plays defense, and you could bring in other defenders. It's easier to find defenders than guys that could jump out of the gym yeah, and hit threes and, at the same and time. Tom will teach him effort and defense. Like, I'm not so worried about that. And I totally agree with you. Um, the emotion of being so hyped to be drafted by the hometown team, I feel like is almost a thing of, like, generations past. Yes. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, I think he's from and Brooklyn. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm happy that you, your Knicks actually made sort of a reasonable pick for once. I'm like super pumped. Now we'll see. What ha- I love Halliburton. So I, and they definitely need a guard. So I'm a little. We'll see what happens with that. Today the Knicks have to make all these decisions on. You know, everyone's like, oh, they have a million forwards. They all have player options today besides Randall. So we'll see who comes back. And I hope they trade Julius Randall, which is a whole other podcast. Uh, all right, that's my Wizards rant. Uh, but I'm excited. Like, I'm very excited to get league passes here. And last year it was, like, so unenjoyable watching Randall just bully down the paint and, like, Alfred Payton dribble the air out of the ball. And, like, it just sucked. 
okay, the Wizards. We have a lot of Wizards followers for the pod, so this is a big pick. David Avija. Do you know how to pronounce it? Am I saying that right? Avdija. First of all, his first name is Denny, not Denny. David, you maniac. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I have no idea. Avdija sounds good. Avdija. Avdija. I think you got it the right first time. Avdija, or whatever you said the first time. Well, I'll just call him Denny. Uh, my Jewish wizard fans were super pumped. He's from Israel. What did they call him last night? The Tel Aviv Prince? The Prince of Tel Aviv yeah, or something? Which I think is a pretty sick nickname. Um, he's interesting. He, I mean, a lot of they're either really excited or my brother was super bummed about this pick. I think he, by this morning he'll have talked himself into it, but very good pass. He's like an everything guy. He could pass, he could shoot, he could score. He's like a decent, I don't know how good is he on defense. I always feel like Europeans coming in aren't that good on defense. Do you like this? You're a Wizards hater. I, I hate the Wizards. I, I think John Wall is horrible. It's John Wall time is over. I love this pick. I mean, this guy was projected maybe top five. I think he has huge upside. I love watching his his clips. He's also been playing against grown men, right? Like, he, yeah. The, the Tel Aviv team he's on is part of the EuroLeague, which is the top division. Um, he's the man. I think this is a great pick. I think uh, the Wizards are starting to build a young nucleus. I think you ship John Wall out. But I love this pick, and... I we have to get him to call your mother in my restaurant at Dash Ish Deli, and I think it's going to be you know love at first sight between me and Big Denny. He, um, what I really liked about him is he was like kind of quiet. You know, he's been on the radar for a while, and the Knicks stink, so I'm always like monitoring every prospect. In in the play once COVID hit, like there the the basketball league, the Euro league he played in came back not quickly, but was like one of the first leagues back before the NBA. And he brought his team. I think they won the title, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. And he, like, killed it. Like, he was, like, scoring 18 a game and, like, eight rebounds and a bunch of assists and just, like, went alpha. And he's young. So it's, like, you got to love to see that, that, like, he can be – he's not scared. He's not one of these guys that's, like, oh, this guy averaged six points a game overseas, but the potential's out of the the charts, off the charts. But I think this guy could actually be really good. I think worst-case scenario for this guy is your boy Gallinari. I think he's going to be really, really good. I think he can do a lot. I, I, I actually love this pick, and I think he's going to have a really a really nice career. He shot 27% from three last year, so I think he That's should— That's fine. I wouldn't—don't don't worry about that. I That'll would pump fine. the brakes a little bit on the Gallinari, but I do think this guy—I hate, I hate this phrase. I say it all the time for today's NBA. Uh, <laughs> has a lot of versatility and could play lots of positions and hopefully guard lots of positions. If you could guard, if you could play defense too, this guy's going to be great. So good pick for the Wizards. I agree. It was supposed to be a top five or six pick. Um, after that, I don't know how much more you want to go. Your boy, Jalen Smith. Kind we're, of, go, we're going to 14. We're okay. going to 14. Let's just do real quick the next yeah. five, though. Jalen Smith from Maryland, who you love. We talked before we did this podcast like a week ago. Pick. I love this pick. He can shoot. He is a freak athletically. He's got insane work ethic. He put on 30 pounds of muscle in his time in Maryland. And then he also has some absolute dog on him in the post. You know, in the highlights they're showing last night, he has some some drop step, spin move, bang on you. So the fact that he can shoot but is also willing to sort of scrap it up down low um, is sort of a talent that is disappearing in the NBA. And, I, you know, I think as – as everything moves one way, you can sort of like look for sort of opportunities and 
you know, in these areas that are forgotten. And I do think some sort of like junkyard dog, low ball, drop step dunk on you, especially because he can shoot with his, his athleticism. I think he's going to be great. He's going to be playing with Chris Paul, who always makes big men unbelievable. Um, I think it's a good situation for him. And I, I think he's going to be the man. You heard it here first. Uh, I like him too. I mean, he shot 30%, 37% from three. He's got a grown man alpha body, and I love that. Uh, I think I think he's an interesting process. Any guy, any big that could bang and hit threes is like what you want now. So I think it was a good pick. Um, and they just got Paul, so I don't know if they and they have Booker, so I wouldn't have taken Al Halbert in there. Their next guy, next pick, it was interesting as well. This could have been a good pick for them, but they already have a few wings. Devin uh, Vassell for Florida State goes to the Spurs. This is a super Spurs pick. Good defender, could shoot, 3 and D potential. My only thing with the Spurs, this is a great pick, and he, I'm sure he'll be good. He's just kind of another, like, he just seemed to have a low, watch this guy blow up and maybe completely wrong, but kind of like a low, he's like a high floor, low ceiling guy. Like, I don't think this guy's going to be a star, but he's just going to immediately come in and play well. I don't know. I mean, I... I... I agree with you on everything, except I do think he has some some serious upside, and the Spurs are famous for sort of, you know, getting yeah. every ounce out of players. So I think it's a great fit for him. I, I, I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think he will definitely be good. I just think the Spurs – I don't know what the Spurs are doing. But I don't – also, what are the Spurs supposed to do with pick 11? So I don't think it was a bad pick. Correct. Just, no, I think it was for me, pick. it's more like, all right, another vanilla, probably going to be okay prospect. They already have like four of those. Um, my favorite player outside of Obi Toppin, Tyrese Halliburton, goes twelve to the Kings. I love it. I just love this guy. He could shoot the hell out of the ball. He's a good defender. He's unselfish. He's a leader. He's got a good personality, good IQ. Coach's dream, which you know I love. Um, unbelievable suit. Yeah, he definitely won the fit fit game for last night. This suit was off the charts. Although his crew looked weird. I didn't really like his crew standing behind the couch. So I, I took some points off for that, but I like this guy a ton and I don't care that they have the very, I think Halliburton for almost every single team we've just talked about would have been a good pick because he could play the one. He could yeah. play the two. He's getting a lot of Andre Miller comparisons, but he also shot like 43% from three. Like this guy is good. And I'm kind of shocked, shocked. He fell to 12. Shocked. Yeah. I don't really understand it at all. Um, I, I think he's probably like one of the lowest floor guys in this draft. Um, super versatile, uh, you know, from all accounts, gym rat. So, I, yeah, great pick. Uh, super high character guy, which I think the Kings need. They just need sort of like stability there. And, and I think this is a pick that was, was perfect for them. They, they didn't really do anything, but it just sort of fell into their laps. So, um, yeah, I think he's the man. I was sort of hoping he was going to slide to 14 to my... To yeah, Bill, Sim- Bill Simmons was on social last night freaking out because he wanted him to fall so bad. But uh, I guess my thing with him... I, and I don't care at all that they have De'Aaron Fox, who I love. I love De'Aaron Fox. But, like, he could play off the uh-huh. ball. He could back it up. I just I would have taken him over nine of the guys we just said. I mean, I don't know about Edward, like, the top three, although I would rather have him than Ball. But I would have taken him for the Bulls. I would have taken him for the Cavs. I would have taken him for the Hawks. I would have taken him for the Pistons. I would have taken him for the Wizards. I would have taken him maybe outside of Phoenix, who already has like two guards that are going to play 35 minutes a night. But I would have taken him for every every other team. 
Including yeah, maybe the Knicks. Yeah, I hearing including... why teams pass on him because I, I didn't really get it. I either. don't get it either. His shot form is like a little weird. It's like a little um, Sean Marion-esque. Like he kind of shoots yeah, from his Yeah, together. It's a little weird. It's a little weird, but I don't care. Uh, yeah. I love him. I'm sticking my flag and topping in him. I was saying that like a week before the draft. But I was like, these are the two guys. I don't care where they get drafted. I'm all in on both of them. Fortunately, the Knicks got him. And they both were on the clock on the board when they drafted. Uh, the last two, quickly. Kira Lewis from Alabama. This guy's talking of Fox, like just a total pace guy, just runs up and down the court. This is, by all accounts, a really good pick. A lot of Knicks fans wanted this guy. They kind of wanted the Knicks to trade back and take him. He could shoot a little. My, Not that it's a bad pick. They just have a ton of guards. So I don't know what this means for their offseason. They still have Lonzo, who they could Fox. trade. I would actually take Lonzo on the Knicks. Um, they just traded for, they just got, uh, who'd they just get? Uh, oh, I forgot his name. Bledsoe. And they also got, uh, Drew Holiday or they traded Drew Holiday for Bledsoe and Hill. Like they had, they have a bunch of point guards. So he's a good player. And I think he has a great future for this team. I just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's fast. He can shoot. He has shades of Ish Smith to me, which, you know, he's a serviceable NBA point guard. He's, guy's never going to be an all-star but i think he could be a really good backup point guard in this league where he comes in and sort of changes the pace and runs people into the ground you know for 20 25 minutes a game um but i think that is sort of uh you know the ceiling for him and right. i think they were pronouncing his name kyra last night not kira but well, yeah. uh, uh <laughs> tomato tomato i i think he has a higher ceiling i think that's his role this year but I think in a year, maybe all of these point guards are off the roster and he's their starter. And I think this guy could actually be really good. I think I don't know if he'll be an all-star, but like this guy could be a really good we'll, point guard. Uh, we'll just save this pod and we'll, yeah. in three years when he's the backup point guard on the Timberwolves, I'll say, told you. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, all right, 14th pick, your Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Naismith. Nesmith. I, listen, I, I love it. He's six six and has a silky, silky, silky smooth jumper. Um, he's not going to have to create off the bounce. He's basically going to have to just hit open jumpers. Um, and the guy has the silkiest jumper in the draft. And, you know, it's like that picture-perfect form. I think he's only going to become a better shooter. I like his size. Um, and he's from Charleston, where we went to college. No, I did not like. know that. He's from Charleston? Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Oh, he just went up a lot. I like that. I mean, he shot 50% from three. 50. Yeah, and he made, he made four a game. That's insane. This is a really good pick for the Celtics. I'm curious what else he could do. Can he defend? Like, can he – I guess he doesn't need to triple. They have Kemba, Brown, and Tatum. But he's, like, the perfect – finally, they could stop playing, like, some of these scrub other – like, who's the guy you guys yeah. have from Tennessee? Williams? Grant Williams? I guess he's – Bigger. He's, he's a versatile guy. But, I, I mean, listen, like, he's certainly somewhat of a specialist, but he's big and he's long and you can teach effort. And the way the Celtics play defense where it's a bunch of long, big defenders switching everything, like, they're going to teach him to buy into that. Um, so I actually think he's, like, the perfect fit for this for this roster. I think it was a great pick. Um, and I think the, the Celtics will get the most out of him, and I think it's a, the perfect situation for him. So. He, he's going to contribute right away. 
I think he's going to play like we'll be watching the playoffs next year and he's going to be one he's going to be in their eight man rotation. Like I don't even have to look 100%. at the ro- I don't even have to look at the roster. Like oh, let's stick this guy in the corner, he's going to hit 45% of his threes. 100%. He's this year's Tyler Hero and then yeah. he's going to be no, a big is, force in the I'm not saying the same game, but I'm yeah. saying you wait till the playoffs next year, he's going to be hitting big big boy shots. Um quickly is there any other I don't want to do the rest of the draft. I thought Cole Anthony is interesting. Everyone hates him. I think he's like overhated now. I think he could be interesting. Let me tell you my four picks that I really liked. Okay. I liked Cole Anthony. Yeah. Um, I like the pedigree. I like that he was a me potential too. top five pick a year ago. Yeah, me too. He, people, he, everyone um, hated on him over the last like three months. I'm like, I don't get why everyone hates this guy. Like, yeah, he no, definitely. He, I mean, a, and he had moments at UNC where you're like, whoa, this guy can score. And yeah. This is a point guard score first league, so yeah. I actually really like that pick. Yeah. Um, he could he could be a huge bust, but at fifteen, that's a great pick for the. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a great pick. Um, I love the Josh Green pick. Um, I loved watching him at Arizona last year. I think he's uh, sort of Jay Crowder plus is his sort of future. I think he's going to be an unbelievable defender, hit open shots, be physical. So I loved that pick. Um, and then two in the second round, I loved the Nico Mannion pick for Golden State. Another guy similar to Cole Anthony. I couldn't believe. Yeah. I, I like for I mean, I was aware of him, but like I was just casually watching the second round and then like the Warriors took him like late in the second. I'm like, oh my God. I know I thought for a second that he had like gone back to Arizona because he was last year he was projected top ten pick. You know, he was, and if you watched Arizona, he was the guy sort of controlling the game. So it's funny that two Arizona guys went before him. And if there's, like, a situation for him to learn how to be, you know, an unbelievably creative guard with a great jumper where you don't have to be a physical specimen, it's Golden State. So I love that placement for him. And then last but not least, our boy Grant Rillo. Back-to-back years, College of Charleston players drafted them in the NBA. Well, Brantley uh, and Riller, I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Have to be a huge bump for, for recruiting. And... Listen, Grant Riller, yeah, he's almost 24. The, the guy's offensive game is silky, silky smooth. He can score from anywhere, put it on the, put it on the rack. He can, he can shoot his face off. Um, going to Charlotte, close to Charleston, you know, he's going to have a lot of support there. Uh, I think there's a chance he's better than LaMelo Ball. I said it. I, well, I, I'm going to stop you there. I, am ex- I was super excited when he got drafted. Uh, and I don't – the Josh Green thing is interesting. He's going to a great spot. He's Dallas, or unless it, well, that pick wasn't traded, right? There were so many no, trades. Yeah. Once it got to like 17, it felt like every other pick was traded, and I just like, I was like, I give up. Um, I like, I, I think that's interesting. The ones I really liked, I love Therese Maxey. I basically love any Kentucky guy. I just call me, I, maybe it's cliche at this point, but I just believe that Kentucky prospects are super good and they play such a definite role, defi- like a definitive role that you don't know what else they could do. So I like Maxi. The Knicks drafted at 23. They ended up trading the pick. I wanted him to fall to 23. Um, I like the guy the Knicks took. I'm sorry, but Emmanuel quickly. Some people said he was a reach. He could play either guard position. He shot like 43% from three. Lights out shooter. SEC player of the year. Was it a McDonald's All-American? And another guy who the, the question mark on him was like, can he create? He's a point guard, but he kept playing off the ball and he was recruited as an like an elite prospect point guard. So the Knicks, I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but I'm really excited to see how quickly fits in. I think he's an ideal fit next to R.J. Barrett, who could bomb. He'll just bomb threes and can play off the ball, which is perfect. 
because Barrett wants to go to the rack. Um, I like Malachi Flynn to the Raptors. I think everything the Raptors Ugh. do is always smart. No, terrible. No, no. I like he's a baller, dude. I watched him play a lot at San Diego State, and I liked him a lot. And then the other pick, I thought Tyrell Terry, who's good from Stanford, who shoots the absolute lights out of the ball, had the perfect landing spot for Dallas, where he could just slide into that oh. Seth Curry role where they traded him last night. And just sit next to Luca and just bomb threes, and I guarantee you he's going to be playing major minutes for them in big playoff games. Totally. Last player, Leandro Bomavo from Argentina. He is literally from the town that my fiance is from, Cordoba in Argentina. Uh, people in Argentina who I talk to are saying he is the real deal. He's crafty. Uh, and they're saying, expect big things from him. I sent you a text message cursing you when the Knicks drafted him, but then it immediately got moved. They immediately traded um, him. Immediately traded, so I take back the cursing you out. Um, but I was really hoping he was going to be there at 26 for the Celtics, who then instead grafted, drafted Peyton Pritchard, who I guarantee is going to suck. Um, so I heard players. I heard Steve Blake. We're gonna suck. Steve Blake comps for him, who which it seems lazy because it's just like another white point guard. But I love Steve Blake, so I was like, oh, I could get into that. He was no. tight at Oregon. He's six two. Yeah, he's not that athletic. Uh, he's gonna suck, dude. If they took Terry there suck. or Tyrell, if they took Tyrell, they would have had just two lights out three point shooters added to the roster, and that would have been exciting. Uh, yeah, I would have liked that. Um, we'll see. I, I think I think Pritchard's. A, like a, a gamer, which I love. No, I love I, gamers. I watched him play, and this is in college, and it's like... Unathletic. You know, he was... Yes, and it's like he was struggling to create space in college, um, and he would do it because of work ethic, and he was 22, and he was crafty, and he could shoot the hell out of the ball. In the NBA, when everybody's even more athletic and longer, just like no chance. Um, so he will, he'll be great for the main red claws. So that'll be tight. Uh, my final thought is... The Knicks were all over. They traded for 23 in the morning. Like, in the morning, they traded 38 and 27 to move up four spots. In the morning. And everyone's like, what the hell are they doing? You know, I get that in the moment if they want a guy. But, like, before you, the draft has even started, they were trying to move up to get top in. Then they draft the Argentinian, Argentine kid. I'm like, well, I don't know about that. Then they immediately flip it for 25 and 33. So they, they turn 27 and 38 into 25 and 33 without giving up anything. So I thought that was cool, but then they immediately traded 33 for a future pick, and I don't know what's going on. But I like quickly. I'm, I mean, obviously I like quickly. I'll talk myself into any draft pick. Uh, I, mean, it's, I saw a tweet yesterday, Drew, where it was like I, Nick fans were like, I could talk myself into Zebo and Eddie Curry. I could talk myself into anything. <laughs> also, real quick antidote. My, uh, I, you know, Knicks haven't made a meaningful roster move in 11 months or so. You know, it's been like a year. You know, COVID, the season stopped. Like, I've been waiting for this draft for months. I've been reading mock drafts for this draft longer than any draft I've ever read mock drafts for because of the pandemic. I had my kid. I'm watching the draft. My wife is upstairs working. My wife comes downstairs all tired, sits down on the couch right as the Knicks hit the clock. And I'm like, finally, the Knicks. And my wife's like, well, I just got off the phone with our insurance company and we need to talk. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, this is the worst timing ever. I'm like, Katie, now is not the time. I was like, I need to be in this moment. And she's like, oh, she like rolls her eyes, and then I just shut it down. But it was like, 
<laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, I've been waiting for this moment for nine months. Jesus. Give is me this. Okay with the insurance? Do you need, do you need any help? No, nah, it's fine. We, yeah, we're good. But it was crazy. Okay. Uh, all right, quickly. Uh, let's do lightning round. Drew, I want immediate reactions. We'll do another pod in a week or so with like more in-depth free agency talk. But a lot of stuff going on in the NBA. We're f- recording this on a Thursday morning. Uh, Clay Thompson news has not been made official yet. There's concerns he ruptured his Achilles. Are the Warriors done? What does this mean for the Warriors, assuming he's out for a significant time? Uh, if he is out for significant time, it is – I mean, they're not a title contender unless they make some crazy moves. Now, they do have – they have, you know, they have assets. Um, but, you know, as, as the, the great Stephen A. Smith said yesterday, without Clay, there is no Steph, and without Steph, there is no Clay. They're so complementary, mm. um, and they work in perfect tandem – and he and he's just like the best, right? Like yeah. everybody loves him. Everybody raves about him. I love Clay. Him. Yeah, I was and it's super just bummed. Like such a dagger if it's true. So uh, I'm sending tons of positive vibrations, and I'm hoping it was just a strain of some sort, and he can play because that would just be like it would just be gut wrenching. So I hope not. Yeah, I'll be gutted if it's if it's serious. So I have my Warriors buddy Zach was a mess yesterday. He did not take the news well. No, it sucks. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not a Warriors fan, but I love. You just can't yeah. not love Clay. Yeah, and he just like, missed the whole year. I want him back in the league. Yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Is this going to push them over the top finally as like the team of the uh, of the East? Honestly, I think maybe. I know everybody hates this trade and thinks they gave up a ton. Um, I love Drew Holiday's game. I, I think it's, you know, what the Bucks really needed the last couple of years is somebody to sort of say, like, hey, guys, like, I got this. Relax. I'm going to control the tempo. Like, everything's going to be okay. And he, he's that kind of player, right? Like, he's, he's very level-headed. He can control the tempo. He's an incredible defender. Um, you know, like, he could go shut down Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Like, he, he's that good of a defender, um, I think he is such an upgrade over their last one. Yeah, dude, Bledsoe stinks. That's the whole thing. It's like late in games last year, like the last yeah, two years. Horrible. How many and times? Drew Holiday have... can shoot. Drew, yes. Drew Holiday is, he's sort of, I mean, this is, you're going to literally laugh when I say this, but he's sort of like Steve Nashish in no. that, like, he could no. average 25 if he wanted to, but he is a point guard and he is always looking to get people involved and control the tempo and move the rock. Um, Sick defender. And, you know, Sick defender. Say what? He's an awesome yeah, he's defender. A defender. So I, I honestly, I love it for the Bucks. I, I understand they gave up a ton, um, but as you see with the Celtics, who just drafted stupid Pritchard at the end of the yeah. first round, if if they're good, those picks actually aren't that valuable. Um, so hopefully it works out, and he's there for a long time, and they're good, and those picks aren't that valuable, and it makes sense. Um, but I love Drew Holiday, and I, I was hoping the Celtics were going to figure out a way to get him. I was. I was all in for that. Yeah, for, Celtics wanted him. They talked about Kemba. flipping Kemba for him. Um, yeah, yeah for, Kemba sucks. For me, it says Bledsoe stinks. And for two years, we watched Bledsoe and big games in the playoffs down the stretch just blow it. And Drew Holiday oh, is horrible. Drew Holiday is much better than him, and I yeah. think he makes a big difference. I agree. I think totally. they go to the. We'll see what happens with Bogdanovich, but if they actually, if they still get him, which that trade fell through, I think they go to the finals next year. Totally. Who gets traded first, Harden or Westbrook? Just your gut. Um, I think Harden. Yeah, I don't know if Westbrook is movable. Uh, I don't think the Knicks are going to go for it unless it's just a salary dump. Uh, can, and I I just, like, can I just say for the record, I hate Harden. I hate the way he plays. I hate his personality. 
I hate that after the the Rockets have done everything for him for the last five years, he's now just saying like, "Oh shit, uh, grass is greener in Brooklyn." I'm out. I just I'm not a fan. Um, if he goes to Brooklyn, I hope it crashes and burns. And the thing that nobody's talking about, which I don't understand, is the whole point of Durant leaving Golden State and going to Brooklyn was to prove that like he could be the guy, right? Like he needs his title. I don't get it for Durant. He wants to prove that he can win as if being his own team. You bring in Harden, who's arguably just as good as you, it, it loses meaning at which point I don't really get the career move. So uh, I hate Harden. I hate the trade. Uh, but I do think he'll get traded before Westbrook. Uh, I agree. I just don't know what the market is for Westbrook. Uh, real quick, should the Wizards package some young guys and a future pick for Steven Adams? No. I say yes. I think Wall and Beal, their window is Rick now. John his- Wall sucks. He hasn't played in two years. His only skill was, was quickness. He's coming off an Achilles injury. He sucks. They're not going to be good. No, their window good. is now, Drew. Their Steven window Adams. is now. They should try and win with Beal. over. They need to trade. Then trade Beal. I would honestly trade Beal and Wall. I they, really would. I don't think they could trade Wall and Beal is their only move. I would trade Wall for like Westbrook just to have like a crazy guy there who your team likes and whatever, just change the scene, but then go all young um, and then trade Beal for actual assets. But yeah, Wall sucks. I've been saying this even when he was healthy. He hasn't played in two years. He sucks. Okay. Uh, CP3 to the Suns. What's their ceiling? Uh, second round of the playoffs? Yeah, I actually like them as like maybe as high as like a five seed. Like I actually think they could be good. I, I think yeah. I think Aiton is good and CP3 is going to make Aiton even better. And Booker is like entering this upper echelon. I The bottom half of the West, which is awesome, is like kind of wide open. Portland and you know Dallas should take a leap, but OKC is going to fall off. Like, watch out. Um, and then the last one, the Knicks giving Fred VanVleet four years, eighty million is blank. Stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, I agree too. I have no idea what the Knicks are going to do, and I'm kind of terrified. But I like Obi Toppin, and I'm just trying to focus on that. Um, um, you're not going to ask me where the Celtics finish next year? What, what's going on? We'll save that for the next pod. I got to go. <laughs> I literally got to go. Mo- the finals, baby. I think I don't know about that. I like the Bucks over them, and we'll see what Tatum Miami does. MVP. I think Miami's going to get Gallinari. That would be good for them. Uh, Drew, we're back, baby. Welcome back. Let's try and do this it. again. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it once a week, man. I yeah. know you're busy and you're a dad. Sundays. You're the man. We'll like, record them I, Sundays, I and we'll post them on Mondays. That's the plan. I get it. You're the man, but just squeeze your boy in. Squeeze your boy Drew in. I got you, big dog. Welcome back. It's good to be here. NBA offseason is going to be off and running, so lots to talk about. And uh, teed up with Coach G. We're here. We're back. New pod. Charleston Co- Cougars, the new Kentucky baby. Let's Pipe go. Line. They probably won't have a player drafted again for like 10 years, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. They know they're going to be horrible. Yeah. But it was fun while I <laughs> yeah. right. I'll talk to you later, Drew. Peace. Peace.